Welcome to Mike's Camera Action, where this week we disobey direct orders because we're cool like that. I'm your host, squadron leader, maverick type character, Carl. Of course, I'm joined by, on my starboard wing, by, can be my wingman anytime, Alex. Hello. What's up? And of course, on my port side, a poor man's HAL 9000, a hamster ball strapped to a jet fighter, Aiden. <laughs> Flightling confirmed maverick, it's good to be part of the squadron. <laughs> Aiden, thank you for coming onto the show this week. So, weeks ago, when uh, when I pitched to the... Uh, when, when we talked about uh, you coming on the show for the first time and had you come on for Starship Troopers, there are a few other movies that you wanted to talk to us about. And this was one of the ones we talked about, obviously. So, we talked about Top Gun. Yeah. And we kind of shut that down. That you was said, too like, easy a pick. Yeah. You, like, it was kind of the thing I expected you to do. Yeah. Instead, we kind of talked about this one. Well, I pitched this as a complete joke. And you took it way too seriously and thought this is going to be so funny. Not only did I take it like, oh, that's actually a really good one. But then about two weeks later, it came out on Netflix. Yes, very convenient. Yeah, <laughs> which, which was like the perfect timing where I was like, okay, we're doing this. There's no other option. It's being done. So the movie we're talking about is, of course, Stealth. Alex, what is this movie? This movie is about a plane that is an AI plane and a whole bunch of diplomatic incidences, incidents in it that would basically get start World War Three, but don't. That is exactly what this movie is. So this movie is like, it's pretty much picture like a bad Top Gun meets a not as deep uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey. I'd, I'd argue it's closer to War Games than it would be 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yeah. H- Hell was like homicidal. Whopper <laughs> was just a confused computer. Yeah. yeah. That's that's a good way to put it. Yeah, so it's more like it's more like Top Gun meets War Games, but n- without Matthew Broderick or a decent plotline. So the way this movie introduces itself to us is through this opening, cr- like this wannabe Star Wars opening crawl, where we're told that you know the U- the U.S. Navy has decided to take the has taken in like the best of the best of the best that whole shtick and picked out the three best fighter aces in in the entire country and put them into a squadron. So th- what they come up with is Lieutenant Ben Gannon, who's played by Josh Lucas, Lieutenant Henry Purcell, I believe, which is Jamie Foxx, and Lieutenant Kara Wade, who's Jessica Beale, And they're like the worst people to put in an aircraft, all three of them. <laughs> yeah. The, you know, we have a, the scene where they're introduced to us is pretty much... Look, we get like the standard, oh, yeah, here's the training run where they're just flying over Nevada or whatever, just gunning down a whole bunch of, you know, f- non-moving trucks. And, the, you know, they're like, oh, man, perfect test score, 100 out of 100. You guys are incredible. Like, that yeah. kind of stuff. Like, oh, man, just check out how amazing these fighter aces are. Perfect score. And then the next scene, they're like in a bar and it's kind of awkward and weird. Yeah, and there's a lot of casual sexism about... One of my notes on this movie is I don't know what it's trying to say about women and fighter pilots. I don't I know... I don't think the film knows. I don't know whether they're cool with it or against it. Do they not want women in the armed services? I, I don't know, because like, they start off with um, that discussion where... Because they get told there's going to be a fourth one. They're like, oh, who's it going to be? Is it going to be this guy? Or... Yeah. And Jessica Biel's character was like, oh, it's going to be this girl. Yeah. And they're like, oh, no, the ma- males re- are superior? You really think they'll put a sec... You really think they'll have two women in the uh, in the amazing, super awesome fighter squadron ace dog extreme? Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> it's it going like, to be three dudes. I watched this going club. like, what? And then it was followed up with, 
And then it was like Jamie Foxx being like, oh, I don't bow to women. But so, and then like some... Oh, no, he, I, will, I bow, he bef- will bow to women. He will happily bow to women. I bow, before the superior, bow to women. I, expect, I bow before the superiority of the opposite sex. But sometimes I want him to bow before me. Yeah, and I was like... Which is oh. really weird. That's a really weird line. Yeah. It's just a bit cringy. And I was it's like, a very why, cringy line. I was like, why is this dialogue there's, in here? There's a lot of cringy lines. If just, and all of them are his. <laughs> well, <laughs> not not the end. I'll talk about no, that no, one. No, that, no, that's the true. last line of this movie is something terrible. Yeah. So that's just awkward. There's, for some reason, like, I talked about ages, like, weeks ago when we did Transformers, how there's always, like, a weird scene that's out of place and you wonder why it's in there. That's in this movie where you have um, this woman, le- like, uh, Josh Lucas's character... His date goes leaves and says like I need to go pee pee, and, yeah. like, and then they keep mocking him about it. It's like what the fuck is happening in this scene? See, my no, thing no, is, you can mock for that. My, yeah, but they keep mocking Josh Lucas about it. It's like why does this keep coming up? Is this important in any way? My, no, it's my, just like ah, oh, you go a childish date. Cool. My thing about it though is that. I like the idea behind that scene because you need something that's not just like, oh, we're pilots. You can't pilots. just have them all be in pi- like in pilot mode all the time. Yeah, it's you need dull. them out of it. Yeah. And so they go to that and then it doesn't work. No, it's terrible. It's awkward and there's no and there's very little And Jamie Foxx starts work. making out with someone like sitting right next to him. Yeah. It's like, please chill out. Yeah. And, and then and, they just keep getting drunk. Yeah. And then another scene that seems really out of place in this movie is a couple of minutes later after we've been introduced to Eddie. <laughs> And it's their Thailand vacation, yeah. Where, oh, yeah. where Captain, where their CEO Captain Cummings just tells them, "All right, listen, it's going to be a long run, so why don't you guys just like take a week out to Thailand for a little while?" And then they're in Thailand, and there's no purpose of those scenes except to show vistas of Thailand. Like, oh yeah, here's Jessica Biel under a waterfall in Thailand. Here's the some whole, rice paddies. Yeah, yeah, the whole two points of that Thailand is one, we can get Josh Lucas and uh, Jessica Biel. In their in swimwear, mm. period, and then the last conversation. That's entirely it. Yeah, that's it. And it's so irrelevant. You could cut out the love story narrative from this movie, and it would make no difference to the yeah. movie. The one with the Thai, uh, Jamie Foxx and the Thai woman, or the other one? All of them. Every single romantic interaction in this movie could be completely cut, and it would make no difference. I don't know. The Eddie Josh Lucas romance is, I think, a key point of the, point of the narrative. <laughs> <laughs> It's beautiful. That's the only one that matters, Alex. We just need Eddie's relationship. He's the one that counts. Yeah, they go all the way in the end, and, you know, Josh <laughs> he, Lucas ends Josh up Lucas inside him. Josh Lucas gets inside him. <laughs> Aiden's done. He came on yep. the show for this. Yep, that's, yep. <laughs> so we're introduced to Eddie before they go to Thailand, and Eddie is... Well, he's a different... So they've got this... What's the name of the aircraft that they're flying, Aiden? The, uh, the manned one. Yeah. Yeah, that's the F-8... FA-37 Talon. And that's a fictional aircraft, correct? Completely fiction. Yeah. So part of the production process for this was they were actually shooting on the USS Abraham Lincoln, which is the aircraft carrier in the movie. Um, that That's a real aircraft carrier. But the aircraft they use, the Talon aircraft, aren't are, are completely fictional. So there was actually a whole thing about this movie where people were spotting these planes on the deck of a... Um, on the deck of this of this aircraft carrier, and they're assuming it was an experimental um, naval <laughs> technology. They're like, "Oh man, look at this yeah. crazy new aircraft that the Navy's testing out. This is like the pinnacle of uh, of American fighter jet pilot." It's it's not at all. It's like it's not a real aircraft in any way. Would they have even flown, or were they just like no, props? They're props. They're just they're just literally sets. Looked, looked pretty on the deck. 
Yeah. Yeah, they that's exactly it. They're meant that it's it's a cockpit and a shell that looks like an aircraft. Oh yeah. I suppose it's a bit expensive It'd be very expensive airplane. to build an actual airplane yeah. to, to that's shoot. A, that's this. a budget that they definitely yeah. did not have for. Yeah, so they so introduced to them and then a fourth aircraft shows up yeah. during an, during like the like in the middle of the night they're just like Look to the sky, Lieutenant. Here you go. Here's your new squad lead. Like, they had to introduce it in the most dramatic fashion yeah, by having it show up but like, in like, the middle of the night, like on a mysterious moon yeah, night. Specifically, one of the characters says, it's a dark and mysterious night. Josh Lucas is standing there and go, and Captain Cummings goes up to him and says, it's a dark night. Hey, Lieutenant. And he says, dark and mysterious, eh, hey, Captain? It's like, why? And then the plane comes out of nowhere and you're like, yeah, why? Then this VTOL shows up and lands on the deck like, by the way, had to... Had had to do it. Had to do it as dramatic as possible. Had to show up at just the right time. Couldn't be here for the departure. Yeah. Like where'd they fly him out from? And they just flew him out alone. There was no. There was no one like. You have to have a jet fly out with multiple people. This one just shows up. Like, oh yeah, we'll just we'll just trust that the uh, unmanned aerial vehicle will show up to the to its destination unescorted. And then, I mean, it's unmanned. Why does it need a man with it? Yeah, technically not really, but but at the same time, like like they're letting it fly out over the. To what the Philippine to where, where's the aircraft stationed at the, the Philippine Sea? Yeah, to the Philippine Sea from wherever in the United States, I take it. And even then, like they don't want it going off alone later in the movie, where they're like, okay, you gotta keep an eye on Eddie for us, all right? Like we can't have you know this aircraft flying off by itself over I, foreign seas, I mean, which makes sense later on because yeah. it, if it gets shot down, it's it's ruined. Like there's also a difference between like flying like flying and then combat flying yeah exactly yeah. yeah so this thing shows up and they go all right here's eddie your new uh new member of the team so we've got white guy black guy woman and robot so we've got oh, the yeah. full very, we've very got the diverse. entire team the most diverse team you could possibly have there it is 2005 you've done it congratulations you'd be yeah. <laughs> if, it, if it was an asian guy it would just be a token asian guy but you've brought in a robot You've done who, it. who does that? It's, yeah, exactly. He's my favorite Robo pal. He exactly. was okay. He wasn't fifty feet tall. Yeah, it's it's. I was like, I, I ended up going. Okay, so there's no. Oh man, this is gonna be a robot. Yep, yep. He's there. You go. I'm, I'm glad you antagonist. went in blind and got the robot. So Eddie is like partial antagonist for a little bit of this. Hmm. This film has no antagonist. Yeah. Well, it it kind of flip flops. It's like semi antagonists. First, like, it's like first, it's first all it's of America's e- greatest antagonists ever, in like some sort of dream well, well, team first, film. Well, first, it's yeah, pretty much actually, because we have um we have a whole bunch of antagonists in the form of Eddie, who goes off, who goes rogue and decides that he'd rather be his own cool fighter ace. We've got Russia, who at some point are going to dogfight <laughs> uh, Lieutenant uh, Gannon. We've got North Korea, who is going to be hunting down Lieutenant Kara Wade. We've got Tajikistan, who's some sort of Tajikistan warlord, is building building nukes. nukes. We've got Myanmar, who the CIA is uh, carrying out some sort of. No, it's, it's not Myanmar. No, it's terrorists it's te- in terrorists Myanmar. Terrorists are me- meeting yeah. in Myanmar. Yeah, we've, we've got we've got a terrorist cell in Myanmar. So we've pretty much got like this massive group of all of America's potential enemies, yeah. all just being like, all right, now let's have this stealth fighter team hit every one of them. <laughs> And then there's Captain Cummings. Yeah. And, and then, those dudes in Alaska? Yeah. Like, Yeah, I, then I, you've got, like, Cummings paying off a bunch of dudes mm. in Alaska to kill his own uh, squadron. Yeah. Which is strange, but sure. That's pretty antagonistic. They can it's go pretty antagonistic. That. And But then he just dies. Like, they just yeah. come in to arrest, Cap, the, to arrest Cap, uh, Captain Cummings. And then he just goes, you know what? Nah, prison ain't gonna suit me. And just kills himself. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah, this film, like, lacks an actual villain. Yeah. It's it's sort of like uh, 
Eddie's kind of the bad guy, but then he kind of saves the but, day. But then, Eddie's the, but then Eddie's the good guy. He comes around in the end, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, I, I, I feel bad about what I've done. Yeah, they pretty I'm much make him play tic-tac-toe by himself, and then uh, then he's like, oh, maybe this isn't a good idea. Yeah. Maybe trying to nuke Siberia is bad. So the thing that breaks Eddie, the reason why Eddie decides to no longer follow orders, is when they're coming back from this mission to Myanmar, he gets struck by lightning. And then when he comes back and Tim, who's he's only credited in the movie as Tim, is taking a look at him, and he goes... Oh man, you gotta look at this code. Here's Eddie before, and it's like, all right, there's like your, two, your early two thousands like idea of the inside of a computer, and here's Eddie now, and it's just fragmented and splayed out all over the place. At this point, I would go, well, unplug him, wipe that shit, and turn him into, and get a backup of the last Eddie you had. But for some reason, there are no how computers. Well, you can't just go back to last known good with Eddie. Apparently, yeah. it's just like, eh, he's a brain. Let him be. Why don't they have? A, why don't they just have a big hard drive with a new Eddie in it? Surely they, they surely they could have just um, shielded against lightning strikes. That would have done it. No, that's the thing. Like, lightning strikes are no problem for an airplane. Like, yeah. If you take an airplane and you strike it with lightning, it's like being in your car and being struck by lightning. Right. Yeah. The lightning just hits the metal skin, mm. which of most aircraft is metal. Yeah. Which is a conductor of electricity. Mm-hmm. It passes through the aircraft and out the back. Right. Eddie, okay, admittedly, they do say he's a metal composite aircraft, which is like <laughs> carbon fiber sort of thing. I yeah. thought it was also ceramic. I might just be confused. Oh, it could, it, look, it could be yeah. whatever, but if you make it, yeah. like, say, like, okay, the real world example, the Boeing 787 Dreamliner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You might have heard of it. Yep. It's a carbon fiber body. Yep. Now, a carbon fiber does not conduct electricity. No. But they wrap it in this uh, me- like metal mesh, kind of yeah. like an advanced-looking chicken wire, Okay, which that conducts the electricity and doesn't let it inside, right. doesn't let it affect the electronics yeah. or anything. So mm-hmm. it's no problem for that. Okay, Eddie would be the same deal. Yeah. It should yeah. Just, yeah. Oh, Presumably, yeah, hits if, him, you've, phew, if you've just spent like however much billion dollars that they mentioned investing in him, like I think at some point I think they throw out a number, but it's like if you invest $70 billion in taxpayers' money on the future of digital warfare... Aren't you going to make it resistant to some of the most predictable threats you could possibly face? Yeah, this face? would be a horrific oversight. This this is like everything that could go wrong yeah. with an AI went wrong with Eddie. Yeah. Any potential thing that could possibly in the world of AI went completely wrong. They didn't shield him from lightning, so he gets struck by lightning, apparently. They couldn't program in a way for him to decide who he learns from or what he learns from. So he learns from Adolf Hitler, from all they know. They couldn't. They can't stop him from just being like, no, nah, I do the job better than a human and go off and do his job as he wants to do, thinking he's, turn out, he's you know, 100 over 100, the best uh, fighter ace in the universe. See, see, this is why the three laws of robotics are the good thing, but you can't yeah. exactly program robots designed for war yeah. with them. No, if you've got a robot designed to kill, then the three laws of robotics are completely you useless. Just, you just program number two and three, which is yeah. ta- obey all orders given to you by a human... Yeah, and um, uh, or you, well, or you at just the same speci- time the right humans. Yeah, you have yeah. To be- you, you just specify humans as being your teammates, and then you can program it with all three. Yeah, pretty much. To yeah, protect if, your if teammates. You, if it considers obey all orders and then not protect human. yourself, provided but, that it yeah. doesn't. Yeah. So all you needed was that, and then bam, done. Pro- film over. No yeah. need. Exactly. <laughs> Congratulations, you've just built the ultimate learning computer. You've finished. Congratulations, America wins war altogether, all yeah. of them. Yeah. The US Navy conquers the universe. 
done. Just the navy, though. Yeah, just, just the, the navy. navy. The navy becomes king. And um, the village people have a new get lots of royalties to the new national da, da, anthem. Da, da, <laughs> international da, 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 anthem da, 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 is just da. in the navy. <laughs> speaking of, so, speaking of international incidents. So let's let's tally up how much how how many people the US will piss off and just how terrible this goes for them. So, starting with Myanmar, they drop a missile into Myanmar and fly o- and fly through a city like blowing up a complete block of the city with all these terrorists in it supposedly. No, there's like, a single building. Yeah, blo- like imploding a building full of terrorists. Yeah. Which but sure, sure surely enough, will involve dangers of its own with a collapsing building yeah. in your city. And then flies a uh, jet at Mark IV over a city street. Yeah. yeah. Presumably blowing out the eardrums, windows, and cars of everything in, 12, in a 12-mile radius. Yeah. yeah. Then after that, we have the Tajikistan incident, yeah. where Eddie blows up a nuclear warhead in Tajikistan, inevitably, like, inevitably causing untold civilian casualties across a massive area yeah. from the fallout. Yeah. And it's not just Tajikistan. And not just it in, in Pakistan. Who, yeah. who they mention is like... Pakistan the... is itself a nuclear power, is it not? Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah, India and Pakistan are both so nuclear powers. So we're, we're talking about the United States of America causing a nuclear detonation... Uh, not a nuclear detonation, a dirty bomb. Yeah, but it's, it's still, a radiological incident. Still a ra- yeah. yeah, a, a nuclear incident yeah. in a foreign pa- in a foreign power. Yeah, thus potentially causing serious issues in another nuclear faring country. Yep. Then where do they go from there? Based on geography, they would have yep. had to have flown over Kazakhstan, mm-hmm. which I doubt they'd have approval to do. Yep. They end up entering Russian airspace. Yep. They blow up. Uh, blimp that is seen f- that you can watch from the orbit. The refueling station. Yeah, which is probably not good. I don't think the uh, environmentalists are going to appreciate that. No, that's like, a, that's a bi- that's however many ton- like tons, gallons or whatever of jet fuel going up in smoke. Yeah, so environmentalists will be pissy. Yeah, in the upper atmosphere too. And that's somewhere near Russia, I suppose. I guess so. Then Eddie crosses into Russian airspace and him and Lieutenant Gan have to shoot down three uh, SU-35 Russian fighter jets. How, what, what, what's the thing is it? Oh, oh SU-37. SU-37 Sorry. Terminators. Sorry, I thought you were going to tell me that they shot down seven aircraft. No, they did like, not shoot down seven. How, did I fall asleep? But yeah, so they t- shoot down the top of the line fighter jets, which means these are probably like the Russian equivalent of the stealth uh, team in this movie. I can come back to that later if you want. Okay. Yeah, so we've probably just shot down like the jo- the Josh Lucas, Jamie Foxx, and Jessica Biel of Russia. Also, yeah. uh, just as a side note, to get through Kaz, uh, as you were saying, like to get through geography, you'd have to piss yep. off Kazakhstan. Mm-hmm. You'd also have pissed off Uzbekistan or Kaz- Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. Yeah, so there, there's a whole bunch of countries. Yeah, the Caucasus are going to be really pissed. Yeah. yeah, several serious diplomatic instances over the former Soviet state. Yeah, if this doesn't rebuild the Soviet Union, nothing will. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. This will do it. This is what this they do. They're like, all right, we're back. Yeah. It's like in The Simpsons, the Russian embassy yeah. pushes the button. <laughs> Soviet <laughs> Union. <laughs> we're going to have to come to that in a second because we've got a segment uh, based around that. So after they dispatch the top fighter jets of Russia, they then go over to Alaska. Meanwhile, Jessica Biel's character crash lands over... North Korea, of all countries, the worst one, which is on, like, the other side of Russia, isn't it? Yeah, how did I, she get there? Again, how did she get there? If you're in the the Caucasus region of Russia... Yeah. ...and you have to fly south-southeast, mm-hmm. and you end up in North Korea... Yeah. 
It means, obviously, it wasn't just her hydraulics that were fucked. Her compass was completely ruined. Yeah, because that's, yeah. like, to the direct east. Yeah, You've that's a long that, way that, off. That's the entire length of Russia away from where they were. She probably would have ended up somewhere like India or, or like, Indonesia, probably, more likely. Yeah. In- India would work. Yeah, India pro- just land in Myanmar again, yeah, and then you'd be fine. CIA, will, CIA handlers will pick you up right there. Yeah, rather than a country that's deliberately your enemy. Yeah, yeah. So she crashes over the worst place to possibly land in, the most locked down country she could possibly find. Crash lands into North Korea, where in North Korea, she's going to be hunted by the North Koreans, shoot probably a few of them in the process, in, a, in their attempt to escape to the DMZ. Meanwhile, Josh Lucas will show up back with Eddie over North Korea, Gun down several North Koreans in the process, blow up one of their helicopters, bomb the demilitarized zone, and then flee over that. So they've pissed off every country that America could possibly piss off and declare war on, aside from China, Iran, Iran, and that's pretty much it. Anywhere in Africa. Yeah. Oh, there's no com- there's no actual communists. Oh, well, there's the North no, that's Koreans. True. No actual communists. Oh, I think Venezuela got out of this one alive. Yeah, Venezuela. <laughs> Look, luckily they're in the, uh, they're in the east. Uh, they're in South America. Did yeah. completely different film. They'll be stealth too. <laughs> but yeah, I was what I was saying. It, it's you're right. They caused so many international incidences. But North. I like how the North Koreans abide by. Oh, this is a country's borders. Let's not yeah. cross over. Yeah. Whereas we, we everyone, whereas the Americans like. Oh, whereas the, the Americans are like us rather <laughs> ignoring the fact that they just keep crossing borders. Well, I think out of my way, bitch. I'm the United States. I go where I want. Surely, like North Korea, like. They know that if they go, like, okay, if they step one foot in South Korea, this is going to escalate. This isn't just capturing another pilot. This is, yeah. this is, this is declaring war, yeah. Actually, as which the si- America's just done. Yeah. As a side countries. note, they probably did piss off China. Probably. The only way to get to North Korea from Tajikistan is to go to through fly China. Fly over China they, Yeah, well. they would have been over China. Oh, yeah, like, I'm sure they did not yeah, have yeah. approval to do that either. Oh, God, no. Jamie Foxx's character probably died in China. <laughs> yeah, maybe. It's entirely possible. If Jessica Biel crashes in North Korea... Yeah, After maybe. having a hydraulics cut. Yeah, it's it's completely cooked. They're just like, oh, we don't care about con- countries. No, screw sovereignty. Yeah. And so speaking of Jamie Foxx dying, he dies in the worst way possible. So these guys are supposed to be the best of the best. They're the three top fighters in the Uni- like fighter jet pilots in the United States of America, which there's a fair few fighter aces in America. And Jamie Foxx, in, like, while hunting down Eddie, trying to shoot him down, just blows himself up because danger close. Yeah, no, that's not happening. Yeah. Like, you can't fire... Like, I'm assuming it was, like, it was probably a heat-seeking missile. Mm-hmm. I don't work that close. Right. If you're, like, within... We'll ignore the fact that he shouldn't even be able to fly in that because yeah. of the aerodynamic wash coming off Eddie's aircraft. Sure. But let's say he can. Mm-hmm. It, you can't get a heat-seeker that close. Like, yeah, it, they won't actually lock onto a really? target that close. Yeah. Huh, I didn't know that. Yeah. They have a minimum and a maximum range. The yep. maximum range is obviously the propellant of the rocket. Yeah. The minimum range being there's too much going on, it's too chaotic, and it's frankly too dangerous. Okay. And like at that range it's guns or nothing. Yeah. So they blatantly just take off the safeties on the sidewinders of yeah. uh of the Talon aircraft just so that they can kill their own pilots, mm. I guess. Like for some yeah. reason Jamie Foxx is just like, Oh, by the way, I wanna die now and just blows himself up with his own sidewinder. Bye. Yeah. And he, he, none of that, he dies hard in this movie. We get a nice slow-mo shot of his aircraft, like, hitting into a mountain, collapsing mm. as the cockpit, sh- like, explodes outwards in a million pieces. So that's cool. He's convincingly <laughs> like, dead. Very much dead. It's like, they want you to know that he's not walking away like, oh, like no. Jessica Biel is over North Korea. No. 
They want you to be like, oh man, he might. Maybe he got out. Nah, he fucking explodes. No, admittedly, he should not have ever been in the canyon. No. But no, no, he decides to go in there, get way too close, shoot a missile too close, and die. So, though, so Jessica Beale and Jamie Foxx's characters go into this canyon following Eddie. Is there any reason for them to have actually gone in the canyon, or could they have just like held Patton over the, the top of the canyon and seen Eddie down in there? And that would have like, worked. Man, he's flying per- like a lunatic. That would have worked perfectly well. <laughs> Like, it's not like he's trying to dodge under radar or anything. He's just no. flying around like an idiot. No, he's trying to shake him off because he knows they're going to follow him. Yeah. But just hold don't, Patton don't above, Don't go right? in the canyon. It's the most dangerous place you could possibly yeah. be. You, you can stay above to... the canyon. You can exactly. see into it. it yeah, you have it's, it's not like he's flying into a cave and he's going to pop out anywhere in the world. He's just open air. Yeah. <laughs> if he goes into the cave, you just circle back and go in the cave and then die in the cave. Yeah, and then explode in there when you find Eddie's broken wreckage because he flew a jet into a cave. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't work. It only works in Ace Combat. Yes, it did. Yeah. It worked so well. <laughs> yeah, there was just a lot of bad character choices. Yeah. It's a whole bunch of stupid. <laughs> and can I take a moment to talk about, speaking of bad character... So the fi- I, I, I believe this is pretty much the final two lines of the movie. So we have Jamie Foxx's character, Hen- uh, Lieutenant Henry Purcell, his funeral after he's died. Yeah. So this is like a couple of days later on the, uh, on the USS Washington, uh, Abraham Lincoln, sorry. Actually, technically I, it's not. No? I think it was supposed to be. Mm. But if you look at the carrier identification number, it's different. <laughs> They actually, so they did shoot a couple of things on the Abraham, on, a lot of things on the Abraham Lincoln. Yes, they did. They did do, I think they did pickups on the, uh, the USS Nimitz and the and the Carl Vinson. Yeah. So there were two right. other aircraft that they probably did pickups on. Um, but the last line is we've had there, we've had we've had his funeral, and then we get you and me, we're two, which is a prime number, which is there they go again with the a lucky number. number. Which is Jamie Foxx's whole thing in the bar at the yeah. beginning is he's like, hey, man, they shouldn't add a fourth to the squadron. Three's pretty good. Three musketeers. It, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't in the bar. It was in the meeting. Okay, was it? Yeah, because yeah. okay. he, he had a whole thing about it being an unlucky number because it's not a prime number. Yeah. You know, sy- thesis and antithesis makes synthesis and all that. Again, but, doesn't, that doesn't even, that yeah. three thing doesn't fly with me either. No? We'll, no. Come, we'll come to that in a sec. So he's like, yeah, two, two, great number. We're like well, then just, a couple just or something. Just add two more people and then you've got five. Yeah. That's another prime number. Let's go up to seven. And then... Then you got 13. So after we have this awkward, like, we're two, which is lucky. And he's like, the most awkward delivery I've ever seen of a line saying like, yeah. hey, by the way, baby, I'm into you. And then she's just like, just tell me you love me, pussy. <laughs> That's it. That's how this movie ends. There's no kiss even. They're just like... So what's your problem, dude? Just say it, you, you punk. Just like, what? Why? There's no, like, connection between these characters. Yeah. Yeah, this I, is why I maintain you could have cut this relationship from the movie and it wouldn't have mattered. There was no relationships between any of the characters, no. pretty much. You, you could have just had it, you could have just had it justified by the fact that, like, yeah, she's my squad mate, you know? Yeah, I'm just going to save, yeah, just going to go in and save my wingman, dog. That's it. Yeah. I'm going back in North Korea because no man left behind. Yeah. As that they, would have been a much yeah. better way to do it. That would have just shown he's a noble, per, like a noble fighter yeah. ace, willing to do what he needs you to do. You know what? This film summed itself how to watch this film very well in yeah. one of the opening scenes. Yeah. It, when they're in the bar, they all say, "Don't think, drink." Don't and think. And that's a very drink. good way to watch this yeah. film. Don't think about it. Just drink. drink. Waterfall this movie. <laughs> Pretty much, and then it'd probably be close to good. Yeah. <laughs> Then I want to talk about Sir Eddie has some serious conflict of character in this movie. 
So he talks about how his programming is um, tells him he needs to do what is like survival first, yeah, and then mission second. But he seems to flip flop on whether he wants to do that or not on a whim, because he decides it's pretty much like his programming. He either follows it when it's convenient, in, for, it convenient for the plot, inconvenient for other characters, or just because it's dramatic at the time. He sacri- he, he flies over Russia, and yeah. it, and seriously, like he's they're saying like. Hey Eddie, your mission is this, and he says, "Oh, I've picked a new mission, by the way. I've picked up yeah. this. Oh, I've picked up this Cold War like theoretical mission from the '80s that never really should have existed to take out a uh, Russian high-value target." And then, and then they say, "Okay, well, don't do that. That's a fake mission." And so he endangers himself by flying out into Russian territory, potentially causing war between America and the and the U.S. and uh, Russia. Yeah, not the USSR. Not the USSR, right but it will become the USSR later, and then. At the same, and then afterwards he's like, "All right, well, we, I guess we better work together because it's convenient for me." And then instead of survival at all costs, he then crashes into a uh, Korean um, helicopter in North Korea. That is true. So yeah. not only does he destroy himself completely, dis- uh, doing the complete opposite of what his programming says to do, but then he lets himself fall into enemy hands. But he's yeah. learning. Oh yeah, he's he got he's got emotion. He feels self sacrifice. He won't make that mistake again. Yeah, because he's fucking dead. Exactly. <laughs> he's or, a is dead he? bo- or is he? Or is he? Should we go into our new segment, Alex? Yeah, right. Okay. So, this movie came out in 2005, three years before Iron Man, three years before the start of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, ladies and gentlemen. Yet this movie has a post credit scene teasing another movie. Dun, dun, dun. Unfortunately for Columbia Pictures, while this movie had a budget of $135 million, not including marketing... It only made $76.9 million Good. back. Actually, as a side note... In its total box office run. Uh, it made $13.25 million on opening week. Do you know what it was rated on uh, Rotten Tomatoes? Bad. I deliberately didn't look this up because I knew you'd ask Take a I. guess. Shoot. Take a guess. 13. 13? Take a guess. Oh, I was going <laughs> to say, like, uh, it probably didn't do very well, so like a 30, but if you're going to say 13... Yeah, shoot. Carl's actually right. Oh, Carl's my God! <laughs> Yeah, it's 13% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> oh, poor movie. I, I don't didn't give think it, it was that I'd give bad. It, I'd give it more than that. Oh. I didn't think it was that bad. Yeah, no, as soon as you said 13, I was like, wow, Carl's actually looked Did it I, up. I nailed it. Yeah, it's 13% with 35% on Metacritic. Ooh, Ooh. that's harsh. I would have given it a little better than that, but oh. I mean, I guess people did. I, once again, it's either hot, hot or not. So yeah. 13% of yeah, people yeah. thought it was hot. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. Uh, so anyway, so this movie barely made anything back, so no sequel, no stealth 2. But we're going to come up with Stealth 2, ladies and gentlemen, and from there, the Stealth Cinematic Universe. What is the logical next step for Stealth? Because uh, I think... They piss off China somehow. Because I think we I think we kind of brought it up before. We've had every... So Eddie's alive in this post credit yeah. scene, and we see that North Korea... Like, on the border of North Korea, there's this robo-brain still functioning, but the jet's blown up. Yeah. So North Korea is going to recover that bad boy and they're going to toy with it. So we have seeding in the background for future stories, like for future movies and mm. the inevitable Infinity War, Infinity Stealth. We have North Korea on, uh, step onto the field as, su- as the superpower of the world being like, you know, super so- they come in with like robo super soldiers, super robo jets in like a giant like legion of uh, mega robotic aircraft. But we'll come back to them because I think Stealth 2... We've pissed off enough Russians that yeah. they're going to unite. Yep. Right? We totally have to have the Soviet Union reform. Yeah. 
So what happens in Stealth Two, guys? How's this gonna How's this gonna go down? See, Stealth Two is actually a search and rescue mission, and it's yeah. not involved. Doesn't involve planes. Okay, I'm out. <laughs> it's like it's, like it's like the difference between speed one and speed two. Oh god. <laughs> go on. Um, there's no bus. Bus. Yeah. This is well. No, in this one there is a bus. Oh, that's okay. how they get into North Korea. Right. No, 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 no. So, <laughs> okay, so it's well, it could involve planes, but whatever. What it is, it's a search and rescue. Eddie's put out a signal, and it's a search and rescue mission. They got to sneak. They got to go through North Korea mm-hmm. and like try and rescue it before I don't know. The North Koreans give it to the Chinese. Okay, so you think so you think that's how we're gonna do it? Yeah, that, that's okay. how I would like. That's one way you could have done it because Eddie Eddie's probably still able to send messages out yep. and stuff. Surely they've built in a radio transponder to that thing. Who knows? I'd hope so. But, but so, knowing this movie, maybe the lightning strike fried it. Yeah. yeah. Someone sneezed on it while they were transporting, and now it can't radio anymore. They plugged it in, but they plugged it in backwards. Yeah. That's why They plugged jumped. in backwards, so now he's evil. Yeah. He does a complete personality <laughs> flip. It's a woman now. They, they, gotta t- they, they open up the back and switch, the, switch from evil to good. Yeah. <laughs> to turn on the Spanish language setting. Yeah. Um, it's like Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. And so they go, they go in there... And so they have to rescue, they have to rescue Eddie. So they blow up some, I don't know, some sort of machine factory thing, mm-hmm. and like try and rescue Eddie, for, and then fight the Chinese maybe and the Russians to so, so piss off China in the process. Yeah, and the Russians again. Why not chuck it in? Russia involved and eventually builds the USSR back up because of it. Everyone's just mad. No, that no, that bit's not happening. Um, see, see, I thought I I thought it would be fun to have Korea hold on to Eddie and have him and have him like out of the picture for a while. Like, Aiden, you came up with an interesting idea. Why don't you tell us what your thought was about um, the future of our characters? Well, I would assume that we've got still got Kara and Ben alive. Yeah. Yep. Now, they obviously are still the best pilots out there. Naturally. The two surviving of the best three. Yep. So I would assume they'd be pretty quick in line for a promotion. Like, they've just taken down a pretty dodgy captain. Mm-hmm. They'd be up there for, you know, like actual commanding an entire wing of aircraft. Sure. Maybe have some influence in Washington, but who knows? Mm-hmm. That would sort of lead on to, well, let's restart the talent program. This worked really, really well mm-hmm. until we tried to push <laughs> this it. This worked really well until we did a mission. Until we pushed it too far. Mm-hmm. Like we brought in Eddie, wasn't ready. Let's go back to what works. Okay. Talent program starts up. Uh, maybe they expand it a little bit. You know, it's not just three aircraft. Maybe it's you know a whole squad, a whole full squadron, a whole wing. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine that would, I was going to say like, Oh, now it's war with Super Robo North Korea. Nah, but you got you got to work up to this. I, we can't DC this, Aiden. I know. I, I we mean, can't we can't yeah. instantly go to Death of Superman just yet. Yeah, no, I agree. I think definitely go like, oh, now we're in war with Russia. Yep. I mean, you've still got the Talon aircraft. They're this mm-hmm. stealth airplane. Yeah. That's still that's still there. That's still they can go to war with Russia. They can actually do significant operations rather than just go bomb some easy terrorist targets. <laughs> it's actually they might die for a change. Mm-hmm. And then in the third movie, we can bring into oh, North Korea's back, oh, and they have it? and they have Eddie two point Yeah, so so I think like Kim Jong Eddie, if you will, Kim Jong Eddie. So we co- so we copy Eddie, make a whole bunch of those. Like Rush- like North Korea goes full like superpower ridiculous on this. Like yeah, their they- computing goes up through the roof because they've just taken like the uh, the American supercomputer is now theirs, and Amer- and apparently America has no backups of Eddie. Um, for some reason, they couldn't just roll him back. So I mean, they they've c- got it. 
What if they do have a backup though? Yeah, we, I ma- think we make Eddie too. I'd imagine they'd be reluctant to do it. Like you yeah. saw, like the lobbying, lobbying they had to do in Washington to yeah. get Eddie done in the first place. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Now he's having... gone and caused all these incidents. That's true. But Stealth two should be like repercussions. No where it's way. like guys, we uh, like Stealth two could be like no more where they have like a full like no more AI controlling jets. They no, have like no, no, a no, full no. like hard cut on it. Like guys. Yeah, this is something just we, Washington no. just says, guys, we done with this. This failed so poorly last time. We're putting a stop to it. No military weapon will be controlled by an AI in any way. So now we've got like, and have that be in the background where whoa, America whoa, whoa. and Russia fight and they have to do it all with... All with loss of human life. Peep, hey. Yeah, exactly. Humans. How about they scrap the talent project? Ah. Ooh, and so then it goes underground. Oh, we do like an Agents of Shield like season two type thing where it's like we have to remain underground to protect our families and the people we love, protect the United States from like Yeah, so they still run out missions. Yeah. Somehow they have the budget. Someone's got the budget they, for they it. They go like XCOM two on this. They're the insurgency. Yeah, so they've got the budget for it and they're still running those missions. Mm. They're trying to get another Eddie. Oh, well, they're still running missions, like, trying yep. to, like, negate the effects of the whole Russia incident. Yep. Trying to find where Eddie ended up. Because mm-hmm. they, like like I said, they find a signal or something. But surely they would find a signal. I, That's if Eddie can communicate. Like, yeah, if Eddie thing, can communicate. Keep in mind, Eddie's a smoldering wreckage. Yeah. Like, the, the, it, we're lucky he turned back on. Yeah. Like, it's just, the only bit that was left of him, seemingly remotely intact, was just the, the brain. Like, the core bit of the brain. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then... But then you get to um, Stealth 3, and when you've got Robo North Korea, they're like, we need them back. And so they call back in the Talon Project yes. and make it super legit, get that full squadron up. That's when it happens. That's when you've got. Um, that's the when Talon you also. 50. You also build like another Eddie. Yeah. Um, new Eddie. Yeah, new Eddie, like super dope. And it's the only one capable of fighting you know, the robo-plane that the North Koreans built. I'm, I'm picturing, like, the Black Ops 2, like, uh, drone fleet, but it's all just North Korean fighter jets. Oh. <laughs> like, just, ma- like, covering the sky in, in like, jet fighters that are all remote, like, not even remote control, just self-thinking. And, of course, North Korea doesn't give a shit. Like, North Korea doesn't give a shit. They're just like... Yeah. No, we don't care that they're setting off nukes. They're crazy. They do the job. They get they're, they're cold calculating machines. Who needs testing? Yeah. Yeah. So and that's so they get the Eddie, they get Eddie too, and naturally he's the one co- that fights them. Naturally, of course, our, pri- our big villain, like major antagonist in this third movie, we Winter Soldier. Remember, super hot shot sniper dude from the uh, from Stealth. Yeah. We take him back. He's he got grenade launched over a fence into South Korea, but he comes back like all cybernetic and winter soldiered. He's oh, ready to join the fight. He merges with Eddie. Yeah. That's what it is. He <laughs> is Eddie's, the pilot. Yes, he's the pilot in the Eddie bot. I love it. Yeah. It's him. Just him. <laughs> oh man, this is gonna be good. <laughs> No, it's not. No. Yeah, it's not. It's terrible, but I love it. Please pick this up, Columbia. Columbia, I have pic- ideas. Columbia Pictures. We can change. The- we can revive this. We can retcon so stealth never happens. We we can we can turn we can turn stealth from being like the crummy movie you wish we would forget into the into the next cult classic where people be like, guys, crazy thing, stealth two. And they'll be like, you haven't seen Stealth yet? It was really bad when it came out, but holy shit, you watch it now after seeing Stealth 2? Way better. It's like The Godfather. (laughs) 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 (coughs) We're going to change cinema, dude. (laughs) 
just turn around and there's just a whole bunch of like weird stealth robots it's like please stop guys <laughs> guys Eddie gets on the internet and it's like <laughs> dude that's how they set him free end of the movie they 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 take they remove they they remove super korean's brain and un, and take and draw out the Eddie parts from him and put him into the internet so Eddie can be free and roam forever man <laughs> if i still like the idea that Eddie has downloaded every song so yeah. even Eddie's got that YouTube album that iTunes shoved on everyone <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing about Eddie so Eddie is really dumb oh yeah because Eddie is like they tried to make this cool edgy robot but it, like and the and the navy everyone's got a different perspective of what Eddie is and what he should be. The navy thinks he's this incredible cold calculating thinking machine that will do their job perfectly and will replace the need for people yeah. to ever go out into combat and solve the crisis of and and war is no longer an issue. The fighter pilots of the squad of the squadron, so Gannon says, "No, this is going to gamify war. People fight wars all the time because robots and Eddie's also a cold calculating, calculating machine who can't d- deal with moral issues. Eddie, however, becomes this robot that, le- like from what we learned from Dr. Keith Orbit, the guy who designs him, is this robot that will learn from anything. And so he, cho- and so he doesn't know how to choose what to learn from. He just learns and he picks up all the things. So he downloads every song that ever existed. And for some reason, his aircraft, his whatever aircraft it was, I don't know what it was called, but it's a different version than the one the rest of the squadron has. For some reason, it has a PA system in it. So he downloads all the songs in the world and decides to start blaring like Incubus or Linkin Park or whatever. Like he's playing those edgy... It was was Incubus and Station. Yeah, I I was watching it with subtitles on, so it actually told me which ones they were. So, so So he's rocking out like the most edgy tracks he can of 2005 as he's blasting out and creating a nuclear apo- like the next nuclear apocalypse in Tajikistan and it reminds me of we were talking about this before the show it reminds me of the i think it was a microsoft uh twitter bot yeah. that uh, could learn tay which could learn from other people tweeting so it would pi- so it picked up and learned from people and would just start spouting that and before long it became a horrible racist nazi monster before long it's like a day yeah it was just instantly went, oh, Nazism, and they couldn't tell it not to be racist. Oh, no, that's no. so the way Tay worked was that people were tweeting racist things yeah. at her. Yeah, but it's still like you put those things in front of it and it doesn't know not to learn that. It just goes, well, these are what people talk to me about, so I should be talking about that. And so Eddie learns immediately on his first mission that squadron leader shouldn't listen to his commanding officer mm. and should just do the cool thing because he can. Yeah. So when they say, hey, Eddie, don't do it. Don't do that. I'm telling you, direct order, don't do that. He says, well, you didn't do it, so I'm going to do it. Yeah. And he just goes ahead and does it. What we've yeah. got. So it wouldn't take long before Eddie just becomes a racist monster. Eddie becomes a Nazi. That's yeah, just Eddie what he just does. A literal he's going to learn from Adolf Hitler, is what he's going to do, exactly like they said. Or he could learn from Captain America. Or, 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 learn, or learn from whatever the. It doesn't matter. Like, he's going to pick up on everything. He's going to learn from trans-fucking-formers and, <laughs> and he's just going to turn into a robot because he can. It's like you turn around and he's actually Starscream and you're like, no. God damn it! <laughs> Eddie! Uh, That'll be uh, Stealth 4 where the series takes a serious downturn and becomes real bad. St- stealth Transformers crossover. Eddie is actually Starscream. <laughs> No. It's perfect. Actually, no. Stealth wouldn't work as a Transformers film. You just say Eddie is some sort of Cybertronian technology. And then yeah, that's exactly then it. Then you get Stealth. In fact, you could put Stealth... Oh, 
I figured out. So Stealth is an offshoot of the Transformers cinematic universe. Rem- remember in the first movie? Remember in Transformers 1? How we have, uh, how we have, like, the fact of America discovering Megatron gives them every technology that's ever made any ah, difference. Like, they've yes. learned microcomputing from him. They've learned every kind of uh, computeristic science and uh, engineering piece because of uh, Megatron. That's what led to making Eddie. Oh, really? There we go. Oh, <laughs> we, we've done it. We've peaked. We've created the future of cinema in the past, in 2005. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you had to go there. Oh man! At this point, I think we've I think we've peaked Mike's camera action as a show. Peaked. That's a, that's a big call. Peaked now we've hit our deep. trough. Oh, I'm just glad I could be a part of it. Yeah, any other we're, like, we're basically it? flying in a canyon right now. Yeah, just waiting this, for me to is, blow myself. This, <laughs> this is the canyon scene. You're about to slam into a wall. About to fire off that sidewinder. Um, Zayden, so you had a f- you had a few points on the F- uh, on the SU-37 that you want to bring up. Oh, there's a few. There's a lot of points in. Actually, you, you. So, in, so Aiden's incredible because I want to talk. Oh, I, oh, I, <laughs> it's two compliments I've gotten today. So, so, oh. so Aiden's done something incredible here. Where part of the thing he pitched to me was because Aiden's big into aeronautic, uh, big into aeronautical science and uh, military technology. He's got a degree in, aeronaut- in aeronautical engineering. He's been going through the loops to become a pilot for the Air Force. It's a whole thing. Like, it's quite a thing. Yeah. He's been doing this. He's been he's been in this field for a couple of years trying to work on it. So he's shown up, and he gave me an exercise book full of notes he took on this movie. We're talking things on like squadrons, things on geography, and so I want to just take him out to Aiden. You got to walk us through some of this stuff. Well, I'll try and gloss through the, the some of it, but yeah, I guess I'll start off with the the actual airplane itself. That's pretty a pretty obvious place to start. The FA thirty seven Talon. Yep. Number one being you can't actually call it the Talon. When you name right. an airplane, you have to pick something that's either not been picked before or give it a, like a number two designation. Like, sure. You know, this is, you know, the Sabre 2 or the... You know, or the Hornet to the Super Hornet. Sort of, yeah, like that. The Talon's actually an airplane that already exists. The, T- right. the T-38 Talon is a training aircraft. Oh, okay. Definitely so they've not- gone from training aircraft to better than the, FA- better than the F-22 Raptor. Be- better, than, better than anything that's ever existed in history. Yeah. Obviously, there are some. First of all, like there are some things that you can like about this aircraft. Yeah. Same with Eddie, but like the pulse detonation scramjet hybrid engine mm-hmm. actually could work. Yeah. It's incredibly theoretical. Yeah. And we've never done anything close to a real world practical example. So but it this, could work. So this movie came out in two thousand and five. It's twenty eighteen now. It's thirteen yep. years later, and that's still. Uh... And we're still no closer. Oh, okay. And that's still oh, just a theoretical. Sort device. of like we have scramjets. Mm-hmm. But they're just test beds. Okay. Nothing, nothing quite that realistic. Sure. Some of the aerodynamics of this aircraft are a little wonky for me. Okay. First of all, like when it's just flying along, that's fine. Yeah. You notice the wings sweep forward. Right. Yeah. yeah it's a swing now, wing aircraft. Just even the fact that they're positioned forward to begin with. Yeah. That's possible. That's completely reasonable. It's actually a very maneuverable design. Mm-hmm. But then they sweep forward. Right. Now this should re- this reduces. This is a great way to reduce your drag. Allows for higher speed performance. You see it in like uh, the Tomcat from the, the Top Gun movie. Sure. You, that's where it'd be most familiar from. Yep. It's the same principle if it goes forward as backwards. Okay. But now that we're going forwards, mm-hmm. this goes a bit too far. It closes over, doesn't it? It goes forward, 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 forward. And then you reach a point where the wings are completely straight. They've gone parallel I, I think at one, to the I, direction of airflow. I think at one point in this movie when um, in Myanmar... 
when uh, when Ben takes off into the sky and starts flying up so they can do the drop. I think the wings actually close over into the whole aircraft and it just becomes like a streamlined They unit. do, yeah. yeah. They become... Which, at that point, it's not an aircraft anymore, is it? It's just a... It's basically thru- a it's, it's a thruster on a... Yeah, it's a missile. <laughs> it still can generate lift. Yeah. Like, you have this thing called a lifting body, mm. which is where yeah. the body actually generates lift, as yeah. well as the wings. Sure. Yeah. But what I was trying to raise is when that... As it's come forward... Mm. The wings aren't generating lift anymore. No. Well, they, they'll generate some just being a shape. Yeah. But the complete lift profile changes. It's very technical, but yeah. when you have a wing, mm-hmm. you've got that aerodynamic shape, right? Yep. It's like yep. a reverse spoiler on a car. Yeah. Yeah. The moment you get it to like, you've now moved the wing completely forward, mm-hmm. it's totally changed the lift profile. But yeah. then they keep going and they reverse the lift profile <laughs> of the original wing. Yeah. So yeah. it's now a completely different it's wing. It's basically with, a spoiler. So it no, goes through three different profiles. It's still generating lift. Yeah. But it's now generating a completely different profile than the one you had when you started. Yeah. And it's, and it's done that three times. It's done that three times. Now, you're doing that like at subsonic speeds, which is fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then the faster you go, the more that changes. Yeah. The m- it amplifies it. Yeah. Now you're doing hypersonic speeds and you want to flip that completely. That's so, going to completely... Like, so you theoretically, the moment you like swing from one position to the other, it's going to immediately just spiral out of control or explode at this point. If when you you're did, traveling at Mark three, if you downward. didn't have an eighty degree of supercomputer, yep. you could not use this aircraft. Oh dear, no chance. Uh, I guess we'll move on from that for a little bit. Yep. The Talon aircraft itself is got to be the most wonder plane that could ever possibly exist. Yeah. It flies at above Mark four. <laughs> which yeah. no manned air-breathing jet has ever done before, mm-hmm. it's flying continental flights. Yep. Yeah. Like across... It goes from, from... Asia to eastern Russia to Alaska and back and all over the joint. Yeah. On a single tank of gas, a hell of an effort. Isn't the gas also methane? It's not... It's Catalyzed not... A1 methane. Yeah. Is that... That's what? not existing fuel. Yeah, oh, I was okay. going to say. <laughs> not a real Because I, I looked at the going methane, I'm like, what? Yeah, that's not... Jet B1, I think, is what they use, yeah. which is kerosene-based. So right. it's definitely different. It's a completely different thing. They've got Bunsen burners yeah. for engines. They carry monster payloads. Yeah. Like, payloads so... Oh, fires a lot of missiles. A lot of... So many missiles that they're on rotary launches. You know what uses <laughs> rotary launches? Intercontinental bombers. bombers yep. That carry nuclear bombs. Huge things. Like, that's a big airplane. You need a lot of space. And then somehow, this aircraft is still... Still able to maneuver the way it does. Like we'll see in the Russia scene where it flies along and it does what's called a Cobra maneuver in a full 360 degrees. (laughs) Like it comes along, pitches his nose straight up, goes backwards over the 90 Mm -hmm. degrees, over 180, 270, 360. He's completely able to flip. No, no, No. he's not doing that. He weighs tons and tons and tons. If you tried to do that, the aircraft is just going to disintegrate. It's too heavy. Not happening. And it like, does have canards on the, fr- so the little wings on the front. Yep. They will help. Sure. But they're not going to do the job. Okay. Not going to completely enable it to r- rotate that uh, to that degree at such speed. Oh, God, no. No, this thing's going to rip itself apart. It, it is impressive. We have seen, Aiden and I have gone to an air sh- uh, to a couple of air shows before, and we have seen like the F-14 Fighting Falcon, correct? 16. F-16 Fighting Falcon. Yep. Um, and the F-22 Raptor, which are both, like, super maneuverable oh, aircraft. Oh, incredible, yeah. Like, the F-22 probably impressed me the most with the fact that it's enormous. Yeah. But on a dime can immediately 
it can go from this incredible speed to then pretty much pitch around and do 180 yeah. and start speeding off in the opposite direction. Yeah. But you say this is way more ridiculously... This is much heavier. Yep. As well as the Raptor has a little key piece of technology. Mm-hmm. It's called thrust vectoring. Yeah. It's basically you take the jet nozzle at the back yep. and you point it in a different direction. Sure. That helps speed the ro- cha- like the rotation. Yeah. This doesn't have this that. This doesn't have that. This is just those big, massive block things that it, are probably... It's a, it's a giant jet engine and a VTOL engine in one, and that's it. Eddie's is a VTOL. Eddie's is a VTOL. Which is take off and land vertically. Yeah. So, yeah, this is not maneuvering like a Raptor at all. No. And all right, we'll bring it up. We'll skip ahead and gloss like to the Su thirty seven, right? Yeah. The one we brought up before. Yeah, the Russian, the 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 Russian super fighter jet. Yeah, this is, it's a real aeroplane, but it's not in service. Right. It's they took the. This was sort of towards the end of the Cold War. At the end of the Cold War, the early Russian Federation. Yep. They took the Su twenty seven, which is their existing plane, mm-hmm. and let's let's make this as bonkers as possible and do as much maneuverability shit that we possibly can. Yep. If I had to pick an aeroplane to dogfight in. I want a 37 Terminator. Sure. It's got the canards from before. It's got that super sleek maneuverable body that yep. they heavily focused on, mm-hmm. the actual shape of it. It's got the thrust vectoring engines. This thing would turn, like you said you're impressed by the Raptor. Yeah. This thing would make the Raptor look like a box kite. Really? This thing is scary maneuverable, how okay. quick it is. Like It can do things that no other airplane can do. Uh-huh. If you put the talon up against this, the Talon's a pe- is just a wash. It doesn't stand a really? chance. Oh, but God, yeah. Damn. To keep going just with the Talon and knock it out. They have three airplanes, right? Yeah. That would, it's like, to go out and convince Washington, oh, we just need three airplanes. Right. That means this thing is beyond expensive. Yeah. And uh, you can tell by its technology, but it's beyond expensive. Mm. But why three? Right. Three is not a flight of aircraft. Yeah. They have three. They should have four. Anytime. So four is a flight. Four is a flight of aircraft. Right. Anytime you send fighter aircraft on an operation, it's two or four or multiples of four. Right. Okay. That way, each plane has a like a flight lead and a wingman. Yeah. The whole premise is each player has a wingman. Okay. So that way, oh, here I am. I'm flying along. There's a guy behind me. My wingman's going to slide in behind that. Okay. Yep. The moment you add a third, you've got a wingman to your wingman. Yeah. That starts to get a little bit confusing. Mm-hmm. Like it's more airplanes that you have to think about. Yeah. That your buddy and your buddy's buddy yep. sort of, they don't do it for a reason. Yeah. Like three just doesn't work. It's sure it's a prime number, <laughs> but that in a dogfight, that doesn't mean shit. Yeah. It's all L- lucky numbers useless when it's not actually giving you a tactical advantage. Absolutely. Yeah. Of course. Okay. You can believe it helps, but it doesn't. <laughs> okay. We noticed like in the first scene, the very mm-hmm. opening scene where they're telling you, oh, the US Navy wants this anti terrorism fighter. Mm hmm. The Talon is horrible overkill. Yeah. You don't need it. No. You could do the same job with a Predator. <laughs> it's the same. It has a, like a propeller on it. It has a couple of Hellfire missiles. It'll do exactly the same job. <laughs> you don't need the best of the best of the best to pilot it. And you don't need an AI to uh, control it. You don't need it to be a bit like you don't need to spend a tr- like a trillion dollars on no. three of them. No. You could like, all right, you want the stealth design. Mm-hmm. We can do that. Yeah. There was a the plane that fl- or the stealth plane that flew over the Osama bin Laden mission. Mm. That was a stealth drone. Yeah, yeah. It's the same. Like you just stick some Hellfire missiles on that. And this is the perfect terrorism hunting aircraft. <laughs> there you go. Unmanned drone. Problem you solved. You don't need it. You don't need the talent. Admit it. Invest all the money you want in aviation. <laughs> I'm all for that. Yeah. <laughs> but this for to justify it with terrorism, that ain't gonna fly. 
<laughs> Nobody, it's a scapegoat. Nobody. It's a, terrorism is a scapegoat for them to throw more money at the uh, na- at the naval operations. Yeah, they, they've done a hell of a job lobbying this. Yeah. Way to go. When they do like the first action scene or any of really their, like when they attack terrorists, yeah. they do it wrong. No. You see them flying low, getting up and close. Oh, look at that gun, you know, drop a bomb on it. Mm. Why do it at that altitude? Like you see like the terrorists in Tajikistan yeah. or that training run in the opening thing. Yeah. They haven't got any really long-range weapons. No, they've got those they've big guns. They've got gu- like a SAM site. They've got those big like guns. The missile system is pretty much it. And then they've got a few flat guns or whatever. Yeah, stuff like that. That's yeah. If you fly around at 40,000 feet with your stealth airplane, they're not going to know you're there. <laughs> you, like, you could do A Hornet could have done that mission perfectly fine. Yeah. For a much lower cost. Predator could have done it exactly the same. They just fly at 40,000 feet, drop a couple of laser-guided bombs... The enemy didn't even know they were there. This turned into mush by a much, much cheaper aeroplane. So, so what you're telling us is that this entire, this entire movie, the entire plot of it, is purely like overkill and showboating. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> full, full disclaimer, yeah. it's not going to make for a good action film. Oh, of course. I, yeah. I, I do get he, that. Here's the action film. You see a quiet shot of a predator flying 40,000 feet up in the air, drops a couple of Hellfire missiles, and then flies home. Yep, that's, <laughs> that's it. That's, that's, that's the all, movie. That's all it would have taken. That, that's the entire movie. It's like, oh, yeah, there's a, uh, there's a warlord in Tajikistan with a, with a nuke. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, just some, just some guy 5,000 miles away mm-hmm. with a trigger. Oh, yep. oh, just a button. Beep. There goes the sand, there goes the scud missiles. That's the, that the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, the predators aren't going to run off and disobey orders and hunt things in Siberia. <laughs> None of that. Then after we've done all that, we come on to Eddie. Yep. The extreme deep invader, I think it yep. was. Yep. I actually like Eddie. There's yep. a lot to like about Eddie. Mm-hmm. A few conceptual ideas that actually worked for me. Yeah. He's got the same engines or supposedly the same engines as the Talon aircraft, which are again, hypothetically possible. Mm-hmm. Difficult, but hypothetically yep. possible. Something you could potentially get in the future. Yeah, um, they have metal ceramic composite uh, air stru- or structure. Yeah. Again, we have that now. It's perfectly reasonable. Mm-hmm. One thing I do like, aerolastic wings. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Aerolastic wings, like if you look on an aeroplane, mm. they've got control surfaces, right? That yeah. move on the back of the wings. Yeah. That's what makes them move. They change yeah. the airflow, makes them move. Eddie doesn't have that. Right. These aerolastic wings are basically the skin of the aircraft move. Oh. And they act like rudders and ailerons and all that. Okay. That's like, really cool. Actually, NASA tested it a few years ago. Yeah. They stuck it on the back of like a business jet. Like they took off the lift surfaces, sorry, the um, the control surfaces, mm. and just put on movable skin. Yep. It worked quite well. Really? It actually is a feasible option. Hmm. It's a bit tricky, but it's a feasible option. Once again, another near future technology that you could make. I feel, I feel like uh, uh, the way you've been describing it, it looks like the stealth guys went... All right, let's let's read some articles about future. T- Pretty much, what, yeah. what's in future tech? Ah, oh, robots. Yeah, uh, scramjet engines, plasma Pretty thrusters. Pretty much, yeah. Like it actually kind of works. Admittedly, there are some things that are a bit meh, but yeah. most of it's pretty good. Okay. Like quantum computing. Again, for the AI, you'd need that level. Naturally. For that much like AI in it. Yeah. One thing that did strike me about the whole thing with Eddie was that why yeah. did they only send one technician? <laughs> like on the, it's just. Tim. It's it's literally it's Eddie just and Tim. Tim. We send over Eddie. Here's here's the UCAV. Here's Eddie. And here's Tim to make it work. It's not even Dr. Tim. No, it's just Tim. He's just Tim. And he's like, oh yeah, you know. I'm just the IT got, guy. Got it from Dr. Orbit. He, he told me not to mess with his thing too much, but here it is. Um, 
It's a little bit malfunctioning, but I don't really know what to do with it. They didn't tell me where, the, where they kept the backup, so I'll just put him back in the air. Yeah. Eddie, we do see he has... When you saw, again, like in the scene in Russia where they're dogfighting with the Terminators, Yeah. there's one particular scene there where Eddie pivots around mm-hmm. get, and then just broadsides the, um, the Sukhois or the Terminators that flies yeah. past with his gun. Yeah. I think Eddie could actually do that. Yeah. One is he's a robot, yeah. so he's not going to be hurt by the G-force of that incredibly tight maneuver. Yeah. That works. But also, he's a VTOL aircraft. Oh, okay. So he can, so you think he could he can redirect his thrust yep. so he can spin in crazy directions. Okay. We actually saw it in the Falklands campaign yeah. of uh, 1982 where the, uh, British Harrier pilots, oh, they're just, okay. they're being, you know, they get chased by Argentinians. They just direct the thrust. Mm-hmm. They'd pull up and lit, just hover. <laughs> the Argentinian would fly past and they'd just chase him down. Oh. When they redirect the engines, they called it viffing. Viffing. When they would move the front, they would move the, the nozzles like that. that. That's that's gone from a really cool uh, maneuver to just being like, ah, you viffed him. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh man, you gotta tell me how you shot down that aircraft. Viffed him. <laughs> yeah, and I think we talked about it before, like before we came on. But yep. when they did the uh, the mission in uh, uh, in Myanmar. Yep. You know, they're flying along. It's like, all right, we've got to quickly make a decision. We've got to get a bomb on this building where the terrorists are hiding. Yep. They come up to the conclusion that they have to do 2,070 knots. Right. Now, for anyone who isn't a British sailor of the, du- the, East in- the Dutch East India Company yep. or a pilot, mm-hmm. that, eats, that comes out to 3,833 kilometers an hour. That's Big fast. Speed. That's pretty fast. It's close to Mark IV. Mark 3.6. Damn. In a dead dive. If he was supposed to do that, that's not 75% chance of blacking out. That's 100% chance of blacking out. Right. Like he's blacking out. Sure. Totally blacking out. So one, he's not doing that. Not pulling that maneuver. You send the robot. Oh, absolutely. You send the robot. Yeah. You can't do it. You send the robot. (laughs) Although you can't send the robot because if you send the robot, if the robot opens up its weapons bay at Mark 3.6... Uh-huh. There's so much aerodynamic wind rushing past at Mark, Mark, nearly Mark 4. Mm. That's just going to tear the weapon out of the bay. <laughs> and then the bay doors are open and it's going to tear the airplane apart. Oh, God. So it's so not this happening. This is physically not possible to drop a missile at that speed. Absolutely not. Okay. No, there's a reason we don't do it. Yeah. Not a chance. Okay. And then we come to the, sco- the refueling scene. Ah, yep. Oh, now, I, I want to say, before we carry on, so this movie, like... If you watch it with the intention of watching a dumb action movie, it's pretty cool. There's actually some really cool shots in it, and the action's actually really good. Some of the CG in it actually looks really good. Like, between, um, on the Italian aircraft, like, those rotor, uh, what are they called? Like, the rotary weapon bays, or whatever yeah. they're called. When they're firing, there's actually a lot of detail in those shots, and it looks super cool. The jets all look really cool and actually, like, interact with the environment in a really cool way. And it actually holds up pretty decently. However, Aiden, if you want to continue. Yeah, well, we come to the refueling scene where they go to, I think they called them the sky camels. Yeah. yeah. Basically giant blimps mm-hmm. that with refueling probes on the back of them. Yeah. The whole idea being area refueling, you don't have a lot of flight time. You, know, you might be, have you know, three hours before you need to refuel. Mm-hmm. Come up behind one of these, get some fuel and fly off. That works perfectly well now with modern... Like yeah, yeah just, there's refueling aircraft. Refueling it. They take just a big commercial jet like yeah. you fly international flight on. Mm-hmm. They just stick extra fuel tanks in it and a probe on the back that refuels an airplane. It's a tricky maneuver, but for a fighter pilot, it's nothing nothing special. Whereas in this movie, they've chosen to use blimps. 
It's now, a giant. It looks like a giant dirigible. It's a giant like floating balloon in the sky. There's a petrol station in the sky. It doesn't move. It's, yeah, actually, well, it, it is moving. There is a. You can see it moving in a holding pattern. It's moving yeah. in a giant circle. Uh. Yeah, that's actually what, like okay. Conti- oh, uh, that explains the whole. That, that's why there's yeah. a giant yeah. ring of uh, ring of, li- of petrol yeah. in the sky because it's whole. It's in that holding pattern. Yeah, I guess the first thing you notice with this is it yep. doesn't have an engine. Yeah, really. Like it's, it's moving forward, but it doesn't have a prop or a jet anywhere you can see on it. <laughs> so somehow it's moving. It's also when I was saying the like CG and the effects in this movie look really good. The blimp doesn't look as good. The sky camel looks a bit. It doesn't quite hold up as well. It looks a bit crummy, yeah. and it looks a little bit designed it like those visual effects artists. Well, like you, they can didn't, t- you can tell us like they didn't ha- this is a stupid idea but to looks, begin with. It looks but. a little like they didn't have a real-life baseline to go off. Yeah. Well, you can sort of see they've taken bits from other things. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the things I did notice is there's a, bi- a big black dish on the bottom. Yeah. That's the radar dish from uh, airborne early warning aircraft. Yeah. Like, you see, like... You would have seen, I think, in the Transformers movie, the first one, there's that plane that's flying yeah. around. It's got yeah, the big the black dish on the back, the yeah. AWACS. Yeah. It had one of those on the base of it, just a copy <laughs> yeah. of it. It had some of those weird, like, radar ball things. It, it kind yeah. Of, it kind of reminds me of, um, when you say that, it kind of reminds me of something that ILM does a lot when they build miniatures, where they use the same parts for a lot of different miniatures. Ah, uh, yeah. So if you look at, like, the giant spider tank from Wild Wild Wild, Wild West to, like, um, some of the jet, like, the... F- the uh, the spacecraft from things like Star Wars, you might occasionally see the same parts uh, and see the same little okay. pieces used between them. Yeah, because they have a whole box of full of miniature like of miniature pieces that they stick together. So it might be <laughs> okay. something like that where they were like cutting up aircraft. Yeah, and then sticking pieces on, being like, oh, what's cool to go here? That yeah. kind of thing. If we ignore the the whole engine bit, yep. When you like refuel like an aircraft. Yeah, it's all still moving. Like, yes, yeah. aircraft stay can't in stop. You yeah. can't stop in midair. No, the far. I think the fastest blimp we've ever built or airship we've ever built was. I think it was the Lockheed Martin Airship One. I think mm-hmm. it was called. I think it did about ninety-six kilometers an hour, if I'm right. Ninety okay. something. Not fast. Not fast. Highway speed. Not fast, but it, you wouldn't say it's slow. It's faster mm-hmm. than a hot air balloon. Sure. But for an aeroplane, if you fly at ninety-six kilometers an hour, mm-hmm. you are going to crash. That's a stall. That's a stall, yeah. You yeah. need enough air going over the wings to generate lift, otherwise it's going to crash and burn. Okay. Now, the Talons and Eddie as well, they're a fairly aerodynamic shape. Like They need to be moving fairly fast or else they're going to crash. Sure. There is no way that this blimp was able to maintain the minimum speed, which could be maybe in the range of 150 to 200 kilometers an hour Sure. before it crashes. Actually, it would be higher than that Yeah. because they're at altitude. Oh, where the air, okay. where the air is practically in orbit. At this you could be talking 400 kilometers an hour. Yeah, this blimp is not going that fast. <laughs> it does look particularly slow in this scene. It does look quite slow. Like Eddie, Eddie is flying. Like we've got this giant fuel cloud here, yeah. and Eddie's flying circles around it. Oh yeah, he's having no drama getting around yeah. this thing. So yeah, if these aircraft just pulled up behind it, they're going to crash. It's like oh yeah, refuel, refuel, and just fall out of the sky. Do- it does, docking it, with it and plummeting. Yeah, the very principle doesn't work. Now if we take Come back to geography again. Mm-hmm. You can see that we finish in Siberia after the dogfight scene. Yep. Then Eddie and Gannon are told to go to, I think it was Brooks Range in Alaska. Alaska, yeah. That's, I had to look it up to be honest. Brooks Range, it's sort of northeast-ish yep. in Alaska. So pretty close to Canada. Very close to the Canadian border sort of thing. Yep. If you picture where Siberia is, mm-hmm. it would be much, much closer and much much easier and safer to go to south korea like 
That would have been a far closer flight. Where but you've if, got an ally. Where of, an allied of, of the country, ally, of the country. ally and military yep. installations. Yeah. If set. Oh, true. Yeah. yeah. And also, you'd be much closer to North Korea, where guess who just got shut down? Exactly. It's a very conceivable option. Or even, all right, if that's not, then Japan. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Japan is like basically in the middle, and Japan's yeah. pretty. Japan's, Japan's very close right as there. well. But all right, let's say you don't want to go into another country. You want to come back to America. Yeah. Because America. You're not far from Ilsen Air Force Base. Like there's a U, like there's an Air Force base ro- not far from Brooks, like just south of Brooks Range. Yeah. If you want to go to a bigger base, well, there's Elmendorf Richardson, just not not far from Anchorage. There are options here. You don't have to go to this dodgy base that's off a map. Yeah, but it's to, all about getting but, the pilots ice. But, but yeah. yeah, at the same time, if Lieutenant Cummings is ordering him there, there's a reason he's ordering him there. No, but that said, that said, if I were a pilot be in that situation, I'd be like. There's like six other places with an eye shot of me. Can yeah. I go to them first, please? Yeah, but Gannon's already at this point knows that Thingo's a bit sus. A little bit. So he's going to be like, wow, and you want me to go to this place that's a civilian one that's now off the map? Now he chooses to follow direct orders. Yeah, now he's choosing to. When it's like, well, hang on, I could. Ju- you want me to go where? I could just go to the, the one I already know about that I've probably already flown in and out of. Yeah. It'd probably be almost closer to go back to where the aircraft prob- carrier is. Yeah, was. honestly. Yeah. It probably Actually, wouldn't take yeah, much more effort to fly to the Because Alaska's yeah. not exactly close. And Siberia's no. pretty a long way to fly across. Yeah, yeah, especially if you've crossed it at the um, like the Kazakhstan border. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's just, it's, fly yeah. Back, just fly back to the aircraft carrier. Fly yeah, back would, to the that, Abraham Lincoln. Although they, had to, just g- as well. they had to go back over water. So yeah. wherever they were, they were probably close to the aircraft carrier. They're probably close yeah. to another aircraft carrier. Yeah, there's probably Heck, one near the, Japan. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. stop by the Carl Vinson. Why not? Yeah, well, yeah, there's always an aircraft carrier in Japan. Yeah. That would have worked just fine. Yeah. Well, actually, for the fact that Eddie can land anywhere, he's a VTOL. Exactly. He doesn't care yeah. That's the thing, starving out... Although, although, although <coughs> I like the plan to starve out Eddie... Yeah. But there was, there was a point where when they mentioned like, oh yeah, just fly him around for a bit and make, like force him to come back for refueling. There's a moment where I was thinking, is Eddie going to refuel himself by landing in another country? Like, is he going to land in Russia and convince them that they need him in order to convince, beat America? Convince the Russians. <laughs> is he going to land there and be like, listen up, Russian ally. <laughs> I will help you defeat America. <laughs> I thought he was going to become like some villain by yeah. joining <laughs> by joining Russia in its attempt to fight America. It was really weird. Like before they introduced the, sp- the Sky Camel. Yeah, that's, that would have been weird. Like my screenwriting brain went off, and I was like, "How's Eddie going to get more fuel? What's he going to do?" Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of it's lazy writing. Like, this is the only way you could get fuel. Yeah, and I remember them just being very like all over the place. And I'm like, surely someone would have shot one of these down. Oh yeah, if you were at war, this is a terrible idea. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like atrocious. It's like surely I would have just been like fire, fired a single pot shot because it's full of methane. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's incredibly easy oh, to shoot down. Actually, yeah. as a side note, one, how do they refuel these things? <laughs> and two, if you take fuel Scum. out of it, does it get he- does it start sinking? Oh yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, because it's a, it's a dirigible filled with it, the material that it's yeah. suppo- supposedly filled with the material that it's pumping out. So it's so like in the ring, it's probably yeah. starting to go down. It's starting to dip a little bit, it's turning into a spiral. Yeah, unless it's like got actual fuel tanks, but who knows? It doesn't seem that way. It's just metal. It looks like just like a rack on balloons. Yeah, yeah. just a giant floating petrol station. Pretty much a giant floating petrol station, that's it. Yeah, It's just a giant gas can floating in the sky somehow. Yeah, so they just shot the fuel attendant, and that's like, I'd like some fuel, please. Yeah. No? <laughs> and then, then gas just some. starts spraying. It, it's, it's like if the nozzle clicked and said no more, so you cut the nozzle <laughs> off and just start spraying gas all over your car. 
Just <laughs> at all over the petrol station, be like, yeah. yeah. It's just like, ah, oh, the pump's not working. Cut the, cut it off. Just start hosing your car down. And then the cops. Some rock- of it will go in the tank. And then the cops rock up to like stop you from doing it. So you just see, set the whole thing on yeah, fire. Yeah, so you douse, <laughs> so you douse him and then light it all on fire. Yeah, that's how it works, right? That's exactly yeah. what Eddie does. Yeah, well, funny enough, I need petrol on the way home. I think I got an idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cut those off. Yeah, some of it will get some of it will get in the tank. This is the last episode Aiden will ever be on. Yeah, <laughs> but petrol's too expensive. I've got to figure out a way around that. <laughs> yeah, cut this nozzle off. Yeah, I think the only thing really that's left that I've really noticed that we haven't discussed yet is in North Korea, right? Yeah. Which actually, funny enough, that was you know that was shot in the Blue Mountains. Yeah, I want to bring that up. Um, this movie's shot mostly in Thailand and Australia. Okay, well, how cool is that? So <laughs> yeah, the North Korean scenes, and I actually took a, like after I noticed this, I looked, I went back and looked at it a bit more. There's eucalyptus trees in the North Korean scenes. Yeah, look, this is shot in the Blue Mountains. Yeah. In like New South Wales and South Australia. Well, that doesn't surprise me. It did look. I was it like, oh, it was yeah. very interesting, like look, to look at that, and I was like. Is that what North Korea looks like? I've never really seen North Korea except from like North I, Korean propaganda. Yeah, so I think like, a lot of people haven't seen North Korea. Yeah. So I looked at it and I was like, is that supposed to be what North Korea looks like? Yeah. It looks rather familiar. Yeah. Like really it's very, only... There's a lot of red sand. Yeah. It's like. I've really only seen pictures of Pyongyang. So yeah. it's like. Uh... It, it, like when, when they said she's crash landing in North Korea, that is not what I expected. I wasn't expecting nah. like a stretch of desert before the DMZ. Before the DMZ, I expect a militarized checkpoint. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than a fence. I expect concrete, you know? Yeah. I like how it's just a single fence. The DMZ is not a fence. No, it's not no, a fence. It's a, it's a, a giant stretch. It's a giant stretch. Like of... Isn't it like a four-kilometer block? Yep. Yeah. yeah it's a... It is a big piece of land between North and South Korea where you do not go. Where it's full oh, of no, landmines. No, you can go to the DMZ. No, I mean no. like you don't. I mean you don't cross into that. No, it's basically like you can go to that little where, like, vi- you can go to that little village bit. Yeah, yeah. Where you, yeah. Can go, you, you can go the, the checkpoint. And yeah, and you can cross over and yeah, yeah. And be like, oh, I'm the, in North Korea. Yeah, the actual yeah. DMZ, the bit where yeah. you don't yeah. see, is because it's full of landmines. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 razor wire. It's landmines. Yeah. It's machine guns. Oh, thank God! Oh, we escaped North Korea. Yeah, immediately just... mown down by the checkpoint after checkpoint of uh, and then, Koreans. And then occasionally you just got the South Koreans blasting, I don't know, K-pop or something for some reason. Yeah. Size over there for some reason. <laughs> they just they cross over the border and immediately it's Gangnam Style. <laughs> oh, no, they've got a few years before they get to Gangnam Style. Oh, no, they would have had Gangnam Style. It's near future, man. They yeah. probably had it. Yeah. Is this how the film ends? <laughs> the more... <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Mo- what was the movie where it was just like a weird animated sigh at the end of the credits? I- I'll have to check up on that later. But it's just like the movie ends, and then it's just Gangnam Style for the end credits. Yeah, and all the cast members doing it during the end credits oh, for no. no reason. Oh. It doesn't fit it. I-, I have to look up which oh, it was. Like- no. Anyway, that was like when that was a whole big thing. <laughs> That's just awful. That-, that was not necessary. It's like, oh, no. you- you- you've- here's the dance. A bill or two billion people have seen. How would you like to see it again? But if this hey! but if this movie had done it, they'd be seven years early to it. They'd be three years early to the Marvel post credit <laughs> scene and seven years early to Psy. Yeah, that's true. They've beaten everyone. <laughs> They've beaten They've everybody. Been... They'd have won. It's... Columbia Pictures, how could you fail? Yeah, this film deserves more credit than it got for that. I, re- I although I really don't understand how this movie went so wrong. It had yeah. to have be, been something in marketing, perhaps, because at the end of the day, this is a very decent action flick. And if you want to see like a de- like a fun Top Gun style like fighter eight like okay ish yeah. like turn your brain off and see some yeah, explosions like, I wouldn't say it's decent no it, but it, it's pretty it's relatively fast paced once once the action gets started yeah there's some cool action in there it looks pretty at times yeah like if you glo- As, for me if you gloss over the like the avi- the aviation mistakes 
Yeah. It's actually not a it's not a bad action film. Yeah, it's like, not terrible. And when there's, I, when and there's I some first cool saw, ideas about it. When like I the, first saw this years ago, mm. I actually liked it. Yeah. It was a you know, it was and it's not like it's not a film film. Like like it was never it's never gonna be like that film where I go, Oh, that's gonna win so many awards, it's no, critically acclaimed. Of course not. No, it's just oh, it's late at night, it's on TV. Yeah. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. Oh, it's not bad. And that's abs- like I recommend people just check it out when they're bored for that reason because it's cool. It's yeah. like it's, and there's it's some cool Netflix. ideas in there. Like, yeah, it's it's on Netflix. You can add it to your list and check it out anytime. It's decent. Or don't know? add it to your list and Or just... don't add it to your list and just be yeah. like, oh, I've got a couple of people over, I've got to put something on in the background. Stealth. Yeah. So, or if your Netflix accounts is for some reason decided not to work, it's on it's on channel ninety nine at nine thirty in the evening and you've got two hours to kill. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, maybe watch. maybe maybe I just might. Yeah. So thanks for tuning in on this week's episode of Mike's Camera Action. Thank you, Aiden, so much for coming on to the show this week. Oh, we'll thank be you for sh- having me. We'll be sure to have you back on some of the time for a, a, some inevitable other, ac- like, hardcore, crummy action movie. Oh, good. That, I'm that guy. <laughs> Under Siege? The Raid. Uh, Under Siege uh, I've become, 2. I've got, I've got a theme. Paul Blart. Oh, no. Paul <laughs> <laughs> So it's either Under Siege, Under Siege 2, or Paul Blart. Speed 3. Watch, I'm coming with a rom-com next time. You just wait. You wouldn't be the f- you, you you wouldn't be the first. We've got I, a few I rom-coms be the fir- lined up. I wouldn't be the first, but damn, I, I won't be the last. <laughs> so next week we'll be back um, for our uh, season one finale, and we're of course having uh, Corey. Ba- uh, we're yeah, having Corey Corey's from our Cinematic Universe episode back on the show. Yeah, and he's going to be talking to us about Last Action Hero. Yep. So this is going to be real exciting because I know he's super passionate about that movie. Anyway, that'll be next week. Tune in then for Mike's Camera Action. Pew, pew.